0: Hello and thank you for joining me today for Give Him Fifteen. We are still taking some posts from this book, The Pleasure of His Company. I said it before, I'll say it again. If We don't get this right, nothing else will matter. So let's keep first things first, we'll do a few more this week. Obviously, we will still pray at the end. And the title of our post today is The Union. Unlike most of you impatient sinners, I love to wait. Not. After 60 plus years, I think I'm making progress slowly. I mean, really, who enjoys waiting? There are several things I would fix immediately if I was placed in charge of the world. Driving in the passing lane of an an interstate highway when not passing another vehicle would result in a $500 fine for first-time offenses and automatic loss of driver's license for the second offense. Retaking driver's education would be required in order to get it back. Actually, I might just make everyone take or retake driver's education, even without the offense, this offense. Then they would all know how to use blinkers. Families or friends whose group stretches all the way across the terminal corridor in airports. Walking slowly, chit-chatting, and blocking those of us who have places to go and things to do would lose all flying privileges. Unless they took an airport walker's education course. Ladies, sorry ladies, but ladies who stand in checkout lines digging for pennies in the bottom of their purses would be charged an additional $100 for the purchase. Cashiers who visit with them while this is happening, distracting them, would be fired. And I have more of these in the book, you'll see. I could fix the world. It's easy to see that, given the right opportunity, I could correct many of the problems in the world and eliminate the stress caused by unnecessary waiting. The delays caused by these inconsiderate, dim-witted, thick-headed boneheads are really not a big deal to me. For the most part, I'm pretty well-adjusted, mild-mannered, cool, calm, collected, very patient guy. Okay, so I don't like waiting. Most of us don't. But there is one type of waiting I've learned to enjoy. Waiting on God. Before you question my honesty, let me point out that I'm not talking about waiting for God to answer my prayers. Like you, I'm not into that. The waiting I enjoy is waiting in His presence. The biblical concept Waiting on the Lord is understood by few people these days. Like many biblical words, much is lost in the translation and cultural differences that exist between nations and eras. Carefully defining three Old Testament words translated as waiting is three different words translated waiting, will give us much clearer insight. The first is dumiya, dumiya, which means silently waiting with quiet trust. The thought conveyed is a strong, calm, quiet trust in the Lord. David said, my soul waits in silence, for God only from him is my salvation. He only is my rock and salvation, my stronghold. I won't be shaken. The second word, chaka, means adhere to and long for. The psalmist said, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. The writer was clinging, adhering to, clinging to the Lord. My soul clings to the Lord, knowing that he would come through. As a help in time of trouble. When David said, My soul thirsts for God, he was chaka, longing for God's company. The third word, kava, has two important meanings. The first is to wait for with eager expectation. Notice the combination of excitement, eager, And faith, expectation, eager expectation. Combination of excitement and faith in this definition. Those who kava for the Lord are doing more than passively waiting. They're anticipating, expecting. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Eagerly expect. Another extremely important meaning of kava exists to bind together by twisting, as in a braid or rope. As we spend time with the Lord, an intertwining occurs. Our hearts connect, creating oneness of desires, thoughts, and actions. Passions are communicated and shared, creating energy and action. Another result of braiding is increased strength. Isaiah said, those who wait, kava, for the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, run and not get tired, walk and not become weary. The renewing of strength, this verse promises, is not your typical rejuvenation. It is a transfer of strength from God to you, the result of this braiding together. When three strands are braided into a rope, the strength of each strand is synergistically transferred to the others. Likewise, when we wait on God, his strength is transferred To us and vice versa. Guess who gets the better deal? It's like the mouse and elephant who became best friends, hung out together all the time. The mouse riding on the elephant's back. One day they crossed a wooden bridge, causing it to bow, creak, sway under their combined weight. The mouse. Impressed with their ability to make such an impact, said to the elephant, we sure moved that bridge, didn't we? In our connection with God, guess who the mouse is? Let's summarize the meanings of these three words for biblical waiting, combining them into one definition Waiting on the Lord. Quietly waiting with a strong, calm trust. Longing for his presence and eagerly expecting him, for you know he'll come. And knowing that as he does, you and he will experience an increased oneness abrading braiding together. As your hearts and lives become more entwined. You ought to read that over and over. That's what I'm talking about. If that doesn't float your boat, you need a new boat. Practically speaking, how do we wait? Do we sit quietly, trying to enter a trance-like state wherein we can more easily connect with the spirit realm? No, we're not Buddhists or trans, transcendentalists. The meditation process taught in scripture, which certainly is an aspect of waiting on God, is not an altered state of consciousness. It's quietly musing, thinking, reflecting on God or a passage of scripture. It could be worship by way. It also includes speaking, Scriptures to yourself. Waiting can be done while sitting, kneeling, walking, lying down. It isn't the position of the body, it's the posture of the heart. There's nothing complicated about it. A quality quiet time is one way of waiting on the Lord. Make the time enjoyable sit with a cup of coffee and visit with him. I've sat in front of a fire for hours, enjoying the pleasure of his company. For me, it doesn't get any better than that. Quality, however, is more important than quantity. I've received great revelation and insight from Holy Spirit from just a few minutes of visiting with him. It's also important to wait with regularity. All of us should have regular quiet times of waiting on the Lord that are shorter, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And all of us should occasionally spend longer times with Him. I've spent entire weeks alone waiting on the Lord. Learn to wait. In this hectic world of microwaves, bullet trains, and air travel, some things still take time. Slow down. If only for a few minutes a day, slow down and find him. I promise that if you will, you will not only live longer, you will live better. Let's pray. Excuse me. Father, help us to learn the art of peacefully waiting on you with strong, calm, quiet trust. Bind our hearts tenaciously to yours as we abide in your presence. We want to be one with you, one with you in thought and desire, reflecting the glory of your son. So we choose to slow down, position our hearts to wait, echoing the prayer of the psalmist, this one thing we will seek to dwell in your house all the days of our lives, meditating, gazing, beholding facets of your beauty, enjoying the pleasure of your company. We ask for oneness with your heart, abrading together with you. May we think your thoughts, desire your desires, love what you love, and hate what you hate. We know you love the entire world and desire to save all people. We ask for laborers as you instructed us. Raise up anointed evangelists, ministries and movements to reap this harvest. Release a great distribution of the gifts of Holy Spirit, bringing powerful and abundant signs and wonders. Release dreams and visions of Messiah, to those who don't know him, do all that is necessary to produce this, we pray. Fill us afresh and anew as we wait on you. And in Christ's name we ask this. And our decree today, we declare that we are like. Eagles mounting up into God's presence, renewing strength and soaring effortlessly. Amen. Well, the post taken from the pleasure of his company, published by Baker Books hope you get a copy. It'll bless you. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to another one of these tomorrow.